Welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, America's number one trusted resource for realtors who demand authentic, real-time coaching. Starring award-winning real estate coaches Tim and Julie Harris. Get ready for unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what is truly working to get you into action and make you money in this new real estate boom. Now to our hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Welcome back to Real Estate Coaching Radio. We are, of course, your host, Tim and Julie Harris. And listen, we have a lot of great points to share with you today on the radio. And the biggest one I think that you guys are all going to want to uh, basically hear more about is the fact that there are a lot of new coaches that are joining our coaching organization. So we are um, in the process of training a lot of new great coaches. And as such, we're going to have a coaches training event that's going to be coming up at the end of July into August. Now, some of you listening, maybe you're real estate coaches now, maybe you're interested in becoming a real estate coach. I don't really know uh, if maybe you've never considered being a real estate coach, but you've got enough experience, you've got enough background that it might be a good fit for you. So here's what I'm going to do. Uh, if you're interested in attending the real estate coaching training, uh, real estate coaches training, which is mandatory if you want to even be considered to be a coach for us, like I said, that's happening at the end of July, July 31st and August 1st. It's happening um, in Austin, Texas. I will be – actually, I think I can give you the URL right now. Actually, Mr. Show Producer, why don't you include the URL to the coaches training event and the URL address, if you guys just want to go there now, is realestatecoachingevent.com, realestatecoachingevent.com. Um, and do feel free to uh, consult with us directly before you sign yourself up for that, just to make sure that you are a good fit. We probably are going to be hiring another 10 to 15 coaches, uh, by, uh, I'd say, by the end of third quarter. So like I said, if that's something that you think you might be interested in, if, you, if it's something that you're curious about, feel free to reach out and you might be our next great coach. So Julie, we're going to be talking today um, and picking up where we left off yesterday. And the topic of today's show is how to think big. And today we're getting to the best part, which is the five uh, quote unquote easy steps, right? I call them easy steps mostly because people don't want to hear and they wouldn't listen if I'd sent an email out saying it's going to be five incredibly difficult hmm. steps. <laughs> yeah. we call it five, Good point. If we call it five, Good title. Yeah, if we call if we call it five easy steps, then people will listen more. So there you go, a little bit of marketing 101. Yeah. Um, but, Julie, before we get to those five easy steps and how to think big, I, another quick reminder, guys, remember, listen to yesterday's show because it's part and parcel of today's show. But, Julie, from your coaching calls with our coaches today, any interesting themes, any interesting conversations, anything that basically is top of mind you think our 100,000 listeners might want to hear? Yeah, I think that, uh, well, first of all, a, a shout-out to one of our longtime uh, coaching clients, the Kenmore team in Kennewick, Washington, who sold not 10, not 11, not 12, but 14 homes between Thursday and Tuesday, a new record for their team. So congratulations to them. We're proud of all of our clients and students and future clients, but especially when you have that kind of volume. So nice job, guys. And we're seeing this, we're hearing this from coaches and their clients and certainly our own private co uh, clients that – you know, part of the challenge when you sell stuff quickly is you don't have that marketing time to get more spin-off business from each listing. So please be paying attention to all of the coaching and the radio shows that we've given you about dealing with lower inventory and the coming soon strategies that we've given you, how you can still have one listing give you multiple business. So there's never been more pressure than now to become a strong listing agent. So if that's something you're challenged by, you've got to take action on that before it's too late. So that's what I'm hearing, Tim. 
Yeah, me as well. I mean, you know, what is incredible is that the there's no. It's, I'm thinking back actually to like 18 months ago when people mm-hmm. were all like, "Is the real estate market in recovery or isn't?" Yeah. Like even 24 months ago, where people were like, "Oh no, we're all going to be living in caves." I mean, it wasn't that long ago, guys. I know it. Uh, in most funny. in most markets, yeah, I know. Isn't it funny where people were just about as pessimistic about real estate as you possibly could be? And look how much it's and how fast it's changed. So on the radio show, and all of our coaching students know, we are letting you know, we are telling you that all the signs we're pointing to, not just a real estate recovery, but a new real estate boom. And it turns out our predictions were right. Patting our own selves on our own backs, that's fine. Being a little boastful maybe, but you know what? Those of you who listened are quickly rising to the top of your real estate markets. And those of you who didn't or those of you who weren't tuned into us then, it's not too late for you because we are literally just, I'd say, maybe arguably in the second year of what's going to be a 10-year real estate boom. And by real estate boom, I'm not talking about something that's going to end in tears like, you know, say the real estate bust did. Um, I'm talking about something that's going to be ever-increasing it, you know, look no further than your own MLS. How many listings are there for sale? How many expireds are there? How many, just everything. All the numbers are pointing to an ever-increasing market. And when I hear from our coaches who are coaching folks in the long-forgotten-about markets across the country, markets where everyone just has sort of written them off is never going to be recovering, and those prices in those markets have, you know, some cases doubled, if not tripled. Um, I'm thinking of, you know, certain places in Michigan. You guys remember when everyone was saying, well, the best thing to do with most of Michigan is just basically, you know, write it off. It's going to be the land of, you know, the Rust Belt and all that. And now certain parts of Michigan are on fire. Certain parts of, you know, all these other sort of third market vacation home areas where people thought, well, they would, that was just a product of the boom and those markets will never come back. Well, they're coming back and they're coming back with vengeance. So make sure that you are not still carrying around these burdensome, onerous thoughts that were in a real estate uh, crash. You guys got to get your mind out of the uh, real estate recession uh, mindset. That's still plaguing a lot of you. You can hear it and see it when you uh, in the questions you guys ask. So forget that um, and just totally and completely remove yourself from any mindset about uh, a real estate crash. Just forget about it. That was history. Now we're in a real estate boom. So what should you be doing differently? What maybe risks should you be taking that you weren't taking before? Where are you being too conservative? Where are you not being conservative enough? If you need any help whatsoever, the number one thing you've got to do is request a free coaching call at freecoachingcallsforagents.com, freecoachingcallsforagents.com. And again, a product that we always suggest all of you guys use, there's really two, and they're our show sponsors. The first one is mojocells.com. Definitely look into Mojo Sells, probably one of our uh, favorite third-party uh, service providers to the real estate industry, and of course our friends at 1-800-HOME-HOTLINE.COM. All right, so Julie, let's jump in, and let's talk about the five, quote-unquote, easy steps to thinking big. Number one? Perfect. So, the, And this truly is an easy step that anybody and everyone should be doing doesn't actually cost you any money except maybe the cost of the ink in your pen. So the brain dump, we talk about this in lots of different scenarios having to do with mindset things. So to get started, just sit down in a place where you can't be interrupted and write down everything that's in your head. Be prepared for this process to take more than an hour. There's a lot that you guys stuff into your heads and a lot of it you expect to remember and then you don't remember until 3 o'clock in the morning and it's always the 3 a.m. real estate night sweats. Did I order that termite report? What's happening with this inspection? Did I remember to call that lead back? Just literally dump your brain out onto the page. So get a big legal pad or some fresh paper and just handwrite everything out. 
don't overthink it. Don't try and put it in a specific order. Just dump your brain out. And Tim, this is something you've been doing for years, and I've been doing as needed. What, how does this benefit you? I mean, you've got a house full of legal pads. <laughs> well, I wish you were exaggerating, but she's not. And actually, the, the original concept of the brain dump essentially is to write everything on a piece of paper and to clear your mind out. But what I've evolved it to for personal use is basically because I have different uh, things going on. Like, say, for example, one of the things might be something that we're working on for internal marketing, or, and I have to oversee the process, or at least I have to you know, be man, me uh, partially managing it or monitoring it. So I'll write down for that specific thing, stuff that has to do with lead generation, top of the funnel type stuff, I'll have, and I do have a list specifically for that. Or I might have a list of personal stuff, stuff that Julie and I are working on for our family. And these all make it into different lists. So it's not just, you know, that you take everything, you put it on a piece of paper, and then you can categorize it. You know, I had a great question, Julie. Someone emailed after mm -hmm. the show when we've talked about the brain dump before, asking why we don't use um, online computer stuff. And I'll tell you the bottom line, and the reason we don't advocate for your, uh, like in our real estate treasure map, the business plan, which, by the way, you guys get a free copy of our real estate treasure map book, and you get a free copy of Think and Grow Rich for Real Estate. When you request a free coaching call at freecoachingcallsforagents.com, you just get those for free. But in any of that, so someone asked me, well, why do you guys advocate using dry erase boards? It seems very old school, and I guess in a lot of ways it is. You know, with all these, you know, really cool, you know, the iWatch and all these other neat things that are coming available, they'll make it so that everything's on the cloud. Well, the bottom line reason why is because most of us are visual primarily, and so if you have everything on a dry erase board, your to-dos, your you know, your leads, just essentially everything that's most important in your business, and you have those on a dry erase board, you can't hide from them. Um, I had a, a, this is a true story. It's probably about I don't know eight years ago. I had this gal, a really great producer, really phenomenal, long-term, very consistent producer. She always sold around 65 to 75 homes. In her marketplace, she was making a great living. So she came to us as a coaching client. She'd been with two other coaching organizations, and she said, I just sort of plateaued, and I want to know how I can change. Um, you know, what am I doing wrong? Well, you know, not too many calls later, we determined she's doing a lot of things right, but what she wasn't doing is she just basically had written her closed transaction board. She literally had only numbered it 1 through 75. So if you'd walked into her office, to her credit, she was using a dry erase board. It was only numbered 1 through 75. So basically her first, well, I'd say her third homework assignment was to get a new dry erase board and then renumber it 1 through 125. And then sure enough, she started producing at a rate with momentum that would get her over 100 transactions. The visualization of walking into her office and seeing that she was supposed to have, a, you know, 125 closings, and her goal was 100, right? And she'd only been doing, say, six per month prior. Well, for her to just amp it up by two transactions per month did not require that much effort. For her, maybe it required an extra hour, maybe two hours a week. That was about it. Um, in doing so, obviously, she made a significant uh, amount of money. Now, had that been on some sort of fancy web-based um, you know, management system, she wouldn't have ha it wouldn't have had the same effect. The same thing goes, interestingly enough, if you're wanting to increase, a lot of you guys plateau of, uh, once you realize the gift that being a listing agent is, you'll plateau at like maybe 10 listings at all times or 5 or 20 or 30. Well, same idea. Go and get a dry erase board, a big one, 
and name a number at 1 through, say, 50 or 1 through 100. And when you walk in your office, even after you've taken a great listing, you write it on that dry erase board listing, you know, 17 or 27, whatever, but you see there's 75 blank spots, it kind of puts things in perspective and it keeps you motivated. Guys, 99% of what we, uh, you know, basically what you do or don't do in this business really does have to do with your mindset and keeping yourself self-motivated and holding yourself accountable to your big goals. I, I do want to drill down on one little point. I can't help myself because I'm a coach. Um, so if her goal was to sell 100 houses, why would I have had her dry erase board have one through 25? And here's the, here's a little, the idea for you. So if you've got a bow and arrow in your hand, and your goal is obviously to release the arrow and have the arrow hit dead center. So visualize that with the tension in your arm. Visualize holding the bow. Visualize pulling back the bow, you know, and you're aiming, right? You guys all have that. It's pretty simple vision. Um, so where are you going to aim? Are you going to aim at the center, dead center? Are you going to aim above it or are you going to aim below it? Well, if you aim below it, obviously you're not even going to get close. It probably won't even hit the target. It'll hit the ground. If you aim at it because of the natural forces of gravity, you'll actually hit uh, below your uh, dead center target, so you won't, you know, won't accomplish the goal. So the key is to aim above it, you see. So by having her label her uh, closings board uh, up to 125, knowing her goal was 100, well, guess what? We're aiming above the target, which means she has to put a little bit of extra effort. She doesn't get complacent, and that's how she not just meets, but oftentimes exceeds her goal. So those are some little extra coaching lessons for you guys. But yes, the uh, brain dump process is very, very powerful because it does kind of clear the decks for big thinking. Julie, what's the second point? Okay, so the second point, Tim, is to give yourself a place to think and to have big ideas. Start with writing down what in your life is actually just okay. So let's start with things that maybe you're not completely satisfied with. This could be your car, your house, literally where you live. It's probably your savings, and it might even be your appearance. So write down the things that are just kind of okay, and then that will move you towards having big, radical, maybe even scary goals. Donate your entire wardrobe and replace it. There's a fun place to start. If you were planning on getting a new Honda, well, maybe decide to make it a Benz instead. If your big vacation this year was to the usual spot, what would it be like if you went to Europe instead? So allow yourself to think big, and sometimes that's easier if you start with, what do you want to change? What are you not currently thinking big about? And some of you guys have been in the habit of thinking small for decades. So take one thing at a time, write it down, say, you know what, honestly, I mean, I'm in real estate, right? It matters what I drive. Am I driving what I should be driving based on what my goals are? What would it take for me to change that, to upgrade that radically? Do I even know what it's like to drive a Benz? Maybe I should go test drive one and start there. Get a brochure, post it on your dream board. So begin the process and ha allow yourself to have those radical, almost scary goals. Does that make sense, Tim? I mean, this is really but thinking big. And so do this continuously. Wherever you go, whatever you do, if you see something that tickles your fancy, be it an image on the Internet or be it a magazine cover or maybe you're just driving down the street and you see something, take a picture of it. That's how you begin to sort of realize that there is so much more in life that you can accomplish. Now, I want to address the maybe 5% of you who are in conflict with wanting material stuff. Because I know that's something every time Julie and I present this information, there's always a few hands that shoot up. I'm not motivated by stuff. Always someone's going to say not that. Not about the money. And I 
Yeah. Right, and I respect that. Okay, I know where you're coming from on that. And what that points to is the fact that you have a little bit of a scarcity mindset, and it also points to the fact that you have a little bit of conflict, obviously, with money. So opposed to you know drilling down on those two points, here's just the overriding idea that maybe will help you shift your mindset. If you uh, if you are on this planet and you are a human, which hopefully is most of our listeners, you need stuff. You need uh, shoes on your feet, you need a roof over your head, you need food in your belly, you need a car to drive to go to your appointments, you need uh, everything, right? So it might as well be nice stuff. That's really the bottom line. I mean, if you have the option of basically driving a, um, you know, I always pick on cars because I'm kind of car obsessed, <laughs> in case you guys didn't know that, but if, if you have the option of driving, say, for example, a uh, Toyota Camry or, say, for example, a new Ferrari and and you can do either, which, by the way, you can, right? It's just a function of having a focused plan. Why wouldn't you go for the Ferrari? I mean, it, you need a car to drive. It might as well be something that really excites you. And the same thing goes, you know, on the lady side of things, right? So, you know, Julie, like a lot of ladies will really want to say a new Louis Vuitton purse, but they'll instead mm-hmm. they'll go and compromise and buy something at Target. Even though if they were just to put in a little bit more effort, if they were just to be a little bit more responsible for the goals that they've set for themselves, they could have the nicer thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so, guys, the bottom line is, is we're spiritual beings and we're in a physical manifestations. And while we're here, we need physical stuff to basically uh, take the edge off of life. You know, you need heat, you need food, you need, you know, you need everything. So it might as well be the nicest stuff that you can afford, nicest stuff that you can allow yourself to afford, uh, that's the decision that all of you have to make. Kind of an interesting thought, isn't it? So release the idea that there's something wrong with wanting stuff and being motivated by material good. It is normal and it's natural to be mo- uh, motivated by material stuff. Um, that is just how it works. You have to be motivated by material stuff. Even if you're homeless living on the street, you're still in a situation where you need material stuff to live. So want the nicest stuff you can get. Want the nicest stuff you'll allow yourself to want. And it all goes back to uh, the mindset that this life is a gift and you might as well uh, put yourself in a position where you can enjoy it, where you can experience it in its fullest wonder. And one of the key tenets that we try to embed in the minds of all of our coaching clients and certainly our coaches is, is that if you're not living the life that you want, having the experiences that you want, having the stuff that you want, there's a simple answer why. And this really is the bottom line. It's because you have yet to accept and learn how to be of service to enough people. Once you are, uh, once you are offering something that people are willing to pay for, there's no limit to what you can accomplish and the experiences you can have on this planet. The people you can help, guys. The lifestyle you can create for you and your family. The money you can donate if that's the direction you want to go that will motivate you. It doesn't matter. Just accept the fact that you are designed for success. You are designed for a lot of success. So embrace it. So, Julie, what's the next point? So the next point is to actually get into action on this. Don't wait for the time to be right. Don't wait for the stars to align. Don't wait for permission. Just do it. Everything you need to accomplish the goal will align itself behind you when you're in action. All of the questions that you need answered will be answered when you're in action. And Tim, I get all kinds of you know coaching stories that I could use for this, but well, the first person that popped to mind is one of my great agents in Chicago who is very, very thickly in action. Have you, ever guys, have you guys ever noticed that when you have a lot of momentum and you have lots of deals happening in your real estate practice, it's not unusual that it seems like the real estate gods just keep on handing you referrals. You're in action. You keep on getting more action and more momentum. 
Well, maybe that's related to your level of excitement and belief that you're in action, that you can do this, that you can think bigger. Because a curious thing happens when you're not in action, you seem to stagnate further, don't you? You stay there longer. So getting into action, and that might be something as simple as deciding that this is the week, you are going to be absolutely relentless on your lead follow-up. Nothing is going to slip through your grips, and your goal is to set appointments, not just to make contacts. It could be that simple. Get into action. If you're not thinking bigger on your car or your wardrobe, well, go on a test drive. Go meet with a salesperson at Nordstrom and say, here's my budget. Outfit me with an entire new collection. I need three suits. I need three casual outfits. Help me out. Get into action. Unless you're doing that, the rest of the conversation isn't going to make a lot of meaning, meaningful sense to you. So actually get into action. Nobody's going to actually give you permission and show up on your doorstep and say, hey, you know what? It's okay if you get into action right now. That's not going to nope. happen. You're not going to get permission. You have to take permission from yourself and just do it. That's a really important point, Julie. I remember when you and I were selling real estate forever ago, like when we were you know, in our early 20s and we were just getting in the, you know, right out of college and da-da-da-da-da. This, you know, I remember there were brokers, agents that went to us and basically told us, okay, here's how you do it. You've got to start out with the bottom tier buyers. You've got to just sell the cheap yeah. stuff first. You know, Love if you that. pick one up that's a little bit more, well, then good luck. And I remember Julie and I thought to ourselves, you know, so in other words, they were pre- telling us that we had to had some sort of tenure in the business before we could actually start selling the good, juicy houses, you know. And mm-hmm. I thought, and Julie and I thought, well, why would that be true, <laughs> you know? Why would it be true that we have to basically go through, that's just their mindset. Uh, that's not our mindset. And so we didn't target the low-end stuff. We didn't just basically limit ourselves to the reality that they were trying to cast us to live within. And, you know, guess what? Within a very short period of time, our average sale price was towards the higher end in our entire market. It doesn't take anything more than you giving yourself permission to pursue whatever goal you set for yourself. Don't wait for someone sort of to magically tap you on the shoulder and say, okay, Bill, it's now time for you to succeed. Don't wait for some award or plaque or designation to come your way before you actually decide to basically become the true master of your own destiny. You know, that's the bottom line. Don't wait for someone to tell you it's okay for you to get in the waters. Just jump in. And, you know, actually, Julie, this is making my mind go back to a point that we made yesterday, which I Mm -hmm. thought was really a cool point. Like, take action when you're 80% ready, not when you're 100% ready. And that's so important, guys. Don't wait for anything to to be perfect. Perfect is the enemy of done. Remember that. Sheryl Sandberg, CEO of Facebook, says that. So just get into action, just absolutely positively, uh, you know what, you'll figure out it along the way. And that's the magic of what happens. Is when, you're in the, when you're in the process of action, working towards a specific goal, almost magically and myst- uh, uh, mystically, and you guys have experienced this too, you'll find people that will come into your lives, or you'll read things, or you'll discover things that help you create the missing 20%. But none of that's going to happen until you're actually in action. If you're procrastinating, taking, uh, you know, deciding to basically go after a big goal, and you're waiting for all the stars to align, and you're waiting for you know, certain things to happen, you're going to continue waiting the rest of your life until one day you just give up on the goals and the dreams you had for yourself. You know what, guys? That's sad because we're telling you right now what you need to know. There is no alternative path or we have no hidden agenda. We're telling you the absolute stone-cold truth Please, please, please take action on this. So, Julie, I know the next two points are some of your favorite points. (laughs) Right. So start a lot. Start 
a lot. If you find yourself procrastinating, just start working on something. It's physics. An object in, at rest stays at rest. An object, and this is kind of like what we were previously talking about. When you're in motion, that object continues in motion. So move. I mean, that's kind of some of the simplest coaching we can give you guys. Move. Start something, right? So I see this, you know, just to make it super practical, Tim, I see this when uh, students are learning scripts, right? They procrastinate and procrastinate because in their head, they've got to become an absolute expert perfectionist at that script before they start making money with it. When in fact, even if you're only kind of okay, sort of familiar with it, if you start it by actually picking up the phone and practicing with real people, it's amazing how many appointments are set, and our clients always have the same reaction. Oh my gosh, I can't believe I actually I wasn't perfect at all. I screwed this up and that up, and but I still got the appointment, right? Yep. But you only hear that from people who actually start the process. So start something. It doesn't have to be scripts. It could be lots of different things. Sometimes the pre-listing package can seem like an intimidating project, but not after you've started it. Okay, and then of course keep working what you're working. And the next point, protect your dreams and goals. Avoid the leeches. There's a saying, surround yourself with lilies. Avoid the leeches. So if somebody is being critical that you're, you know, you're dreaming too big, you're thinking too big, oh, that ship has sailed, you're too old to go after that or what have you, why would you hang out with that person? You don't have to be rude. You don't have to say anything back to them. You can just say, you know, I can appreciate that, but um, you know, I'm going to stick to it. And then just move on. Protect your dreams and goals. Have your dream board in your house where you see it all the time. You believe in it. And remember what Napoleon Hill said, what you believe and conceive you can achieve. And that's, I mean, how many times has he quoted even on a daily basis? It's because it's true. But you've got to take the action behind it and believe in it and take it upon yourself to do it. So all of these points in conjunction should get you there. But don't feel like this has got to be some big, hairy, crazy project just to get you to start thinking big. You can start as soon as this radio show is over by choosing two or three things that you want to upgrade, improve, that you're not satisfied with, and think bigger. Maybe think radically bigger. Does that make sense Actually, for you guys, you know, Tim? You, it does. You just said a word, though. You, you said not satisfied with. How about this, mm -hmm. guys? Not satisfied with should be virtually everything. So if you haven't changed right. everything as far as like your hairstyle and the style of glasses you wear and the car you drive and the everything, what's probably happened is that you basically have been you've lulled yourself into complacency. You've accepted mediocrity. You've accepted that good enough is good enough, right? So why don't you start out with just, and this is really and sometimes confronting introspection. It's uncomfortable, and I get it, and I, and I totally and completely understand. And by the way, in all uh, income levels and all levels of, you know, we coach, Julie and I coach people who are there worth tens of millions of dollars. This is a consistent issue that everybody has, no matter what level of production they're at, or no matter how high up on the ladder uh, they're climbing, or no matter how high up on the ladder they were born in. You know, the reality of it is, is everybody has to go through this process. Remember, guys, at the end of the day, everything around us is constantly changing. Literally, everything around us is changing. I'm walking around on a concrete floor right now. Even though it's not, doesn't, it's certainly solid, it doesn't look, it is changing. It's evolving. It's, it's whatever process it's going through. All the area around you, all the, all the wood around you, all the everything around you, the plastic, all the things, everything is changing. It's going through a state of change. You guys have been exposed to probably the fact that your body changes. I, don't, I mean, I should research this so I can uh, use actual information, but our, 
organs regenerate themselves, you, your hair falls out, you get new hair, hopefully, you know, you, you, uh, all these types of things, right? So er everything around you, including your own body, is changing. It is always changing. And where people run into problems and people start developing issues with, you know, all kinds of things, you know, that people get into, it happens when they stop trying to, uh, when they fight against the natural uh, cycle of evolution, or rather more specifically of change, right? So when you try to stay complacent, when you try to stay the same, what happens is you're actually in conflict, guys, on a very core level with nature itself, because nature wants you to change. Na nature's going to change around you. So what happens is if you decide my health is my health, I'm good enough, I've reached my, you know, perfect health, I'm going to stop doing, you know, exercise, I'm going to start, what happens your body goes to heck in a handbasket fast, doesn't it? My fancies are my fancies. It's good enough. Okay, well, there's this little thing called inflation. And so even though you've got a really great savings account, wait about 10 years and it's going to be equivalent to a really crappy savings account. So if you're not constantly upgrading, say, for example, your skill set, and this is so common amongst top producing agents. You guys, top producing agents that are listening, you guys are the absolute worst when it comes to complacency of regard, uh, around your skill set because you will have a listening presentation or a process or a conversational format that you've used forever and you think, well, it's as good as it needs to be until you have your butt handed to you on a listing appointment by somebody who really on paper has no level of experience compared to you, but because they have are using more current uh, communication styles, they're, they're you know, able to basically uh, connect with that prospect at a higher level because your stuff is your sort of uh, verbal technology, if you will, your script technology, your presentation technology is caught back in the Reagan administration and somebody just rolls in with a new, you know, whatever in terms of their format and their presentation style. Like our pre-listing pack, guys, our pre-listing pack is state-of-the-art. It's getting updated all the time. It works in all price ranges and all markets. It's something all of our coaching clients get. It's part of being a coaching client. If you're not constantly updating and constantly changing, you literally cannot stay complacent. Life will pass you by, and you personally will start losing the quality of your life. Your relationships will degrade. Your finances will degrade. Your health will degrade. Everything in, about your world will start to decline if you allow complacency uh, to dominate your life at any level, at, in any aspect of your life. It's really important that you just embrace that. Don't fight it. I know societally right now, guys, we have so many people that said, oh, man, don't want anymore. You know, materialism is bad. You have what you have. Be happy with what you have. I mean, there's whole songs about it. There's posters about it. There's books about it. There's coaches that are always trying to get you to just be complacent. And then you allow your, that complacency to enter into your life, and then you start sliding backwards. You cannot be complacent. It goes against the law of nature. Conceptually, guys, if you accept that um, and you just say, okay, that makes sense. That's how I'm going to start looking at things. Where do I need to upgrade? The answer is everything. And then be excited about it. Be excited about the opportunities that this new real estate boom offers. Be excited about being alive at this time in history. Be excited about the fact that you are in the right industry at the right time. So now it's your time to make the most of it. So listen, guys, we are here for you anytime. Anytime we can do anything for you, request a free coaching call at freecoachingcallsforagents.com. We have literally 11 coaches on staff whose primary job is to provide free coaching calls for you guys. Some of the coaching calls last a half hour. Other coaching calls last 90 minutes. 
It just really depends on what your immediate needs are. And, oh, by the way, it's a free coaching call. That's the name, free coaching calls for agents.com. Anything we can do for you at any time, we're always here. Have a fantastic day. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris, Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.